everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I am Alex Truzzi. And today, we travel to the mystical Spice Road in the game Century Spice Road. Uh, this is a game designed by Emerson Matsuchi, and it is distributed by Plan B Games. Distributed and pub- published, I should say, by Plan B Games. This is a game of trading spices in the markets for... I'm actually not sure what the like the cards represent that you're trading for victory points. Do you know off the top of your head? I... I don't know, and I've even looked in the rule book, and even there, they don't really say what they are. They just call them, like, scorecards and, like, cards. Like, even when setting up, they just say, the purple-backed cards go here, and the orange-backed cards go here. So I... (laughs) So it seems like they are like, I think it's just you're trading in the market, you're exchanging goods, uh, spices basically back and forth to get the correct or uh, amount of spices and the same types of spices you need to turn them in and make a big sale of these spices. So you're kind of playing the market. So it's one of those games. Uh, but it's very interesting. And if you've heard of this game, you might have also heard that it is one of a trilogy of other of two other games that can work together. Be They're modular together in different ways. We won't really be getting into that too much probably here, but this is the first one that's kicked that off. And uh, yeah, let's figure out how to play this first before we get too in-depth. All right. Uh, To play the game, essentially, uh, the game is going to last any number of rounds, but it will end when a certain amount of cards are collected by a player. Uh, It's an even turn game, so everyone will have the same amount of turns. Uh, It's... Everyone will start off with a player, I guess, mat, a player card, uh, essentially representing their caravan. It's randomly shuffled and dealt to players, and whoever gets the uh, caravan that has a little symbol on it, they are the start player. So that is uh, one of those lovely ways of determining who start player is so you don't ever have to go, wait, what was it again? If it's printed (laughs) on something, it's pretty easy to remember. Oh, yeah, that's how you do it. Uh, Each player will start with a varying amount of spices. There are four spices in this game, uh, turmeric, saffron, cardamom, and cinnamon, Uh, although most people will just call them yellow, red, green, and brown, uh, respectively. Uh, the start. The first player gets three turmeric. The next player gets four. The next player after. Th- oh, I'm sorry. The next player gets three turmeric and one saffron. And then no. Oh God. No. No. I was right the first time. Second player gets four turmeric. Third player gets three turmeric and a saffron. And the fourth or fifth and or fifth player, depending on how many people you're playing with, will get uh, four turmeric. So sorry. Three turmeric and one saffron. So that's how it works out. I'm looking at a really weird play sheet, so it's confusing the heck out of me. All right. Uh, uh, Each player will start with two cards in their hand. This is a card of, I guess, management-ish type game. Uh, One card has two turmeric on it, and one the other card has a conversion of two things, uh, two spices, essentially. Uh, and I'll get more into detail on those. Uh, to set up the game, there are purple-backed cards and orange-backed cards, of a, as I referenced. Uh, the ones that you start with are purple-backed cards. They are essentially the actions of the game. Uh, you'll shuffle those up and put out a marketplace of uh, six cards. And the orange-backed ones are the scoring ones, the ones that earn you points. You'll shuffle those up and deal out five in the marketplace. Uh, and the ones at the furthest ends of that marketplace, the furthest one will get... Uh, a stack of gold coins 
above it, and the one just before that will get a stack of silver coins above it. Uh, in this game, what's going to happen is on your turn, you're going to do one of four possible actions. You're either going to play a card, you're going to acquire a new card, you are going to rest, or you're going to score. Those are one of the four things you can do in your turn. Again, you're only doing one of those four things. Uh, if you play a card, again, those cards in your hand, they will do one of three possible things. It will be either just be a plain old spice card, which you do start with one of those, uh, and when you play it, uh, it, you'll get whatever spices it says is on there. So if you played that starting one, uh, you played two turmeric, you just get two turmeric and add it to your caravan. Uh, there are other ones that you can later purchase that do better things, such as maybe a turmeric and a cardamom, or maybe just a cinnamon. Uh, whatever it is, you just take it, add it to your caravan. Uh, the other types are the conversion cards. Again, you start with one of those where you can convert spices that you have into better spices. Uh, there is a, a pecking order to the spices. So as I mentioned, the yellow, red, green, and brown, that is the order. So red is slightly better than yellow, green is slightly better than red, and brown is slightly better than green. And I don't want to use the spice names because I'm going to mispronounce them constantly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, so you can upgrade them. So for example, that one where you can upgrade twice, you could either upgrade one spice twice, so you could upgrade a yellow to a green, or you could upgrade two yellow to two reds. Uh, that's basically how it works. I think of it as upgrades, but it's conversion. Thematically, I have no idea what that means. It makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, then the last type of card that you can play is an exchange card. This is where you can exchange a specific card type and amount of something into a specific type and amount of something else. So for example, it might be uh, trade two yellow cubes for one green cube. Now you can technically do this multiple times with that one card. So for example, if it was two yellow for one green, if you had say six yellow, you could trade in six yellow for three green. Um, that's the only thing that really makes it different from a conversion card. Other than that, it is very specific, but it's a very, very similar, but very specific. So that is playing a card. You can play one of those types of cards. When you play a card, it stays out. It does not go back into your hand. Uh, and I'll get to the reason why in a bit. Uh, the next type of action is you can acquire cards. So in those purple-backed cards, there are a bunch of other cards that do similar things but slightly different. Uh, this is a marketplace where you can take any one of them that you want, but the cost to take them is going to be slightly more expensive the further down the line it is. So if it's all the way to the left, that card is free. It costs you nothing. You can just take it, uh, and then all the cards will shift over, and a new one will come out on the right-hand side. If you want one that's further down the line, uh, you just have to pay any spices you want. You add one cube to every card you are not taking, uh, and then take the card that you want, and again, shifts down the line, and a new card is added. If you are taking one that has cubes on it, not only do you get that card, but you also get any and all cubes that are on that card. So uh, if there's a card that no one really wants, as the game progresses, it's going to have more and more cubes on it, so it's going to be a bit more tempting to take it just for the spices that are on it alone. Um, that That is acquiring a card. The next thing you can do is rest. As I mentioned, when you play a card, it stays out. So eventually, you may come to a point where you, you either have no cards left in your hand or you have no cards that you really want to play in your hand. The rest action allows you to just take all those cards you've played and put them back into your hand. That's the entire thing. You're resting, doing nothing else. Uh, the last thing you can do is you can take one of those scoring cards, these orange-backed cards. They have... Uh, 
different amount of points listed on them, and they have different requirements of resources to pay for it. Uh, something might be uh, you have to pay two yellow, two red, and two brown, and you get 15 points for it. Uh, you will just take that card and put it face down in front of you. Um, there, As I mentioned, there are two cards in the line that have coins above them. Uh, the... Uh, gold coins are worth three points and the silver coins are worth one point. If you happen to do that card that is underneath those coins, you will take one of those coins. And the cards, again, will shift down, meaning that the one that was underneath the silver will now become the, the one that's gold if the one that was taken was the gold one. So you, it's a game of waiting around and seeing if someone else, ooh, I see that they have the right things to do that. I'll wait and then maybe I can get that one to have a gold coin added to it because I'm planning on doing that one eventually. Those types of things. Uh, you continue to do this until one player has gotten five of those yellow-backed cards that will initiate the end of the round, uh, and play continues until it gets to the last player. The fourth player will always uh, get get the last action of the turn. Um, I did not mention this, but on your caravan sheet, it only has place for 10 spices. So as you are playing, you can only ever have 10 total spices on your sheet. Uh, if you have more than that, you must discard down to 10 spices. Uh, so essentially, that's pretty much the entire game. At the end of the game, whoever has the most points wins points are again based on the cards that have numbers on them the coins which are either worth three points or one point and also for every spice that you have left over in your caravan that is not yellow or not turmeric you will get one point uh, and that's it that's the game did i miss something i don't think so i think you got it there um yeah All that right. is the game so yeah it is a game of sort of figuring out how to build your engine based on a fluctuating market options of what you can pick up and um uh yeah this is really interesting i have not played the other three games but i still uh that in this series but i definitely think this is still regarded as as the best i don't know if that's a broad consensus or not but that's what i keep hearing from people uh and, i've heard uh, varying things <laughs> yeah have you yeah i uh at least I, that's yeah oh, go ahead I, I i i've heard varying things i the one thing I definitely have heard is this is the easiest to teach. To yeah, people. that that is uh, by far the the number one thing about it, is that of all the games, it is very easy to teach. It's easy to learn. Again, there's not a lot to it. There's only there's four things you can do, and there's not a lot of. I guess fiddly rules. There's a lot of games where it's just like, okay, you can do this, but if this happens, then you can't do that. But if this and that, this has none of that. It's everything is pretty much always the same every time, other than maybe the, uh, oh, you can do this multiple times type of thing. I, I think when I was teaching everybody at the last game we were playing, I'm halfway through the game, I'm like, oh, you you can totally do this if you want to, but I don't think anyone ever did it because it, it doesn't happen too often. So I, it's very simple to teach, and I do like the game for that yeah yeah i i it is a really quick and um it's not an intro game i would say but it's kind of an intro game in the way that it's introing maybe it could be an intro game for this type of game an engine builder of the of this depth it's not super deep but there definitely is a lot of strategy here and um structuring of your own <laughs> your own uh uh, your own engine to make it work cohesively and really have to think about what exactly am I doing with my engine right now and how how do these cards uh, that might be available to me to pick up to the effect it is it worth getting them should I get them just for the 
um, spices that are on them. But uh, anyway, yeah, I like Century Spice Road. I will say that this is a game that my game group played for quite a lot, and we all became kind of sick of it. <laughs> but replaying it again <laughs> reminded me how it, it is a really solid game. It's really, it's a really good game. But I definitely feel like if you play it a lot, you will get really good at it. And and so. Um, Speaking of intro games, to try to intro this to other people, I feel like you're going to have quite an edge here. But that could be said for a lot of games, so it's not the end of the world. The big thing's going for it. When this game came out, I remember the huge deal was, of course, the metal coins. Everyone was just like, have you seen all the metal coins and the beautiful little spice cubes and the colors? But really, the metal coins! And uh, that is true. They are cool, but it is funny how little they do. <laughs> it yeah. is really just a tracker for points. It could have been anything but um i i like the theme of it because it kind of makes me think like if you sell to these specific vendors over here they'll give you a bump or something for your for your spice lot that you're selling to them uh i guess you could rationalize it any way you want to because there really is no direct explanation of it but uh it always makes me laugh how they could have been anything and that but they made these very nice metal coins for this game yeah so what i uh, personally Go ahead. I'm not a huge fan of this game. I I've played it a yeah. few times, and every time I've played it, I've never been. I guess I've never been blown away by it. It the first few times I played it, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like every game is gonna kind of go the same because it's just like, all right, you're just. I I feel like every step you take is always a very small step. Mm-hmm. Like it, the conversions that you're usually doing are very okay. I'm. It, it, mathematically if you put a point system to it i've increased my value by maybe one or two every time you're never doing it like a giant huge thing at any point in time and sometimes the timing of things just don't work out or i i i don't ever i, I don't think i've ever felt like oh god I, I just need to beat them to it it's more of a gosh i when i look at the path ahead of me i'm sitting at like three or four moves until I get kind of where I might want to be at. And it's it's kind of irritating. Even though the game, it does go at a very quick pace, uh, especially if people know what they're doing. Uh, even if people don't know what they're doing, it, it tends to go pretty quick. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like the last game we played, there were so many turns where it's like, wait, it's my turn already? How is that possible? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is nice, and I, I do like that. But it's still like, I, I do know that there were times where I was going, all right, for this plan to work out for me to be at a position where I think I might be able to do something that's five turns out. I have to play this card, then play this card, then rest, then play this card, then play this card, then play that card. And then maybe, maybe depending on how the board state is, I might be able to do something. And I don't know. I, I realize I was not playing at a very optimal level. Uh, you blew us out of the water. The last game we played, <laughs> like I said, so I played this that, a lot. That, that, that goes to show that if you are good at playing the game, you can do quite well. Um, I, I've only played it a few times, and every time I'm playing, I'm just going, I know I'm not making the optimal move, and it's, I just I can't see it. Every move is kind of difficult, and there are times where I'm sitting there going, I could either do this or I could do that, and I tend to go, I'm going to do the bold move. That it, The bold move is probably the wrong choice <laughs> in that case, because so many times in the last game I played, I'd be like, I have one resource, and the cards I have in my hand, what the way I've built my deck... I can't work with few resources. I need, I didn't have any cards that were just like, I had the one starter card that was like, you get two resources, and every other card I had was trading resources. And so right. 
there were twice in the game where I was down to one turmeric, and I'm going, I can upgrade it to another one type of good, but that's not going to help me. I need all my other cards require I have at least like two of something or three of something to do anything. And I, the way I had built my deck was just very wrong. And I, I don't. It, it's kind of frustrating that I couldn't. I saw what was going wrong mid-game and I couldn't turn it around because by then I was way too lost in the weeds and none of the cards that were coming out were cards that could have helped me in the deck unless I paid, again, a ton of resources, which would have put me even further in the hole to get the proper cards to fix my deck. And so right. I, I just kind of found that slightly frustrating. It's one of those games where if you don't do the a few things right in the beginning, you're kind of stuck. And I was very stuck in that game. I, I, I just don't like that. For, for a game that's supposed to be really easy to teach, it's kind of annoying that it's not also just as easy to play kind of semi-decently. Yeah, I would agree. There can be a runaway leader or not even like you say, not a runaway leader, but just like you can make a misstep here. And then if everyone if they're if everyone is advancing faster than you, it's hard to catch up. If not, um, I mean, I don't think it's impossible, but I, I definitely think it is hard because I also I I would agree to a lot of that, to be honest. Uh, I, I don't think it's a bad game. I like this game, but I feel like it's definitely a game that you've, you play a few, few times. And then as a board gamer, you kind of move past it. Or if as a new gamer, maybe you would play this play this more and enjoy it. It's a good game, but then you kind of move past it. It's just one of those games as to me as well, where there are other games that do similar things to this that have less of what you just talked about um, or less issues with that type of thing. And so, so I, I definitely think that sums it up quite well, um, um, what you were just mentioning and, and some of its flaws. But uh, it is... For when it when it came out and for the time period though it it is a nice game it's a beautiful game it looks good there are some fun elements to it but it uh, I don't know have you played it two player much uh, the first few times I played it was two player and I think I I think I may have enjoyed it a little bit more during the two player games yeah although I felt it was a little bit bland I felt like I yeah. had more control because I could kind of sure. see what they were doing and I could see what I was doing and I wasn't there wasn't lots of turns where it's just like oh there's no way I'm gonna get that card because chances are by the time it gets back to me it won't be there anymore like there's definitely cards that you see come out and you're like oh the one that just has one cinnamon on it that's a really good card and you got you got that card in the last game we played and like if there are too many turns in between your turn you were not gonna have a chance at that whereas in a two-player game You'll, you'll probably have a good chance of getting at least something close to what you want. And so I did like it for that, but I felt it was a bit... Those were the games where I'm just like, I don't know, this it's it's the same thing. I feel like I have the same thing going each game, and I I didn't like it for that. Right. What yeah. about you? Yeah, I've, I don't think... I've, I'm trying to think if I have played this two-player, but I, I that makes sense that it would feel less... Just sort of a little too easy um, at two, but there's more options and stuff like that, but too easy to sort of get to where you need to go. I think this does shine kind of at three to four. Um, five, it plays really well at five, but the, the waiting at five is a little long for how light this game is and how quick your turns go, because you pretty much know what you're going to do. So if someone is taking too, taking a long time, you're kind of like just sort of tapping your fingers. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to couch this game, because I don't think it's a bad game. But it definitely suffers from what you were talking about of having a kind of stumbling and then being left behind or not being able to have direct. You're still beholden to what the market has, have direct agency 
to catch up because the other thing too is I feel like one of the strategies that I've that sort of figured out through this game group is uh, you really sh- it, it's not great to be buying cards in the third half of the game if you are then you're probably behind and you know what I mean because I feel like you should be trying to ca- mm-hmm. create a concise engine as possible in this game and then stick with it and and if you have to supplement if you're finding a weak points I mean it's not going to be a perfect engine either but if you find like a weak point you keep hitting and is really slowing you down then okay pick up some card if it pops up but other than that you know you're, you're going to want to buy um as few cards as possible which is kind of a bummer because there's a lot of fun cards to buy <laughs> there are a lot of cool yeah. combinations out there that are possible but if you do spend too much time picking them up then you've wasted that one action turn to pick that up and while everyone else is doing something else yeah, I think I think I want when I see this game, I want it to be something where you can do these cool combinations. But in doing so, it's it's not a game that's supposed to be like that because each action is so fraught with with danger and peril, and you know that could not be the right move, or this is going to cost you a lot, and it's hard to see how much it's going to cost you and whether or not that cost is you know an overall benefit or not. And it's I I just it. It's it's difficult in that way. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, and it, it kind of feels too like a game, which it is, that was designed to fit into some a structure of a broader system. And that is exactly what it is. There are yeah. two other games designed to work all together or one together or in, in a combination of that. And this is a structure that can fit into that other structure or alongside that other structure. And it does stand on its own, but like you said, it definitely feels like some depth that you sort of want uh, that's missing here. Um, yeah. But uh, but anyway, I, I def- there are people who really like this game, and I, I don't dislike this game. If someone brought it up and said, hey, you want to play? I'd say, yeah, sure. I'd play Century Spice Road. Um, but, you know, I definitely have, like I said before, I've played it so much at game night that I've kind of gotten – uh, not sick of it, just sort of over it. I'd rather play something else. But here and there, I'd, I wouldn't say no to playing this game at all. And it's not its not like that type of game where I'm like, nope, never want to play this again. <laughs> right. Um, there's still enough fun in those combinations to find it engaging. But all right. So uh, Table Space. So if you did decide to take this game out or if you know someone who has this game and uh, you want to check it out, let's talk about Table Space a little bit here and uh, how that's going to work. So Table Space actually is not going to be too bad with a couple caveats um the the biggest occupier of the table is going to be the two market rows there is a um just spice for spice trading row at the bottom of uh, six cards and then there is your big payoff um turn in a bunch of spice at once for victory points cards on the top a row of those and those are five cards and then of course each of those decks uh, at the end of those rows then there is going to be four spice bowls and two piles of coins above the last two cards in the uh, victory point uh, row. And that's going to be it for the middle. And that is kind of a lot, but I still feel like the rows have to be clear um, what uh, clearly displayed. They can't be in any other sort of shape or designation, I think, except for a one row sort of showing the sequential order, specifically with the victory points row, because you need to know which are um, the money purchases and which are not. Um, so you can manipulate that a little bit, but it's definitely pretty much just going to be like a center of a table type thing. The nice thing is, is right. it's not a and board though. So it is a little bit manipulatable. True. And as, as and to use your terminology, these are not card sized cards. They are They're not. slightly larger than card sized <laughs> cards. 
<laughs> that is true. And that is the caveat I would say with this taking out is not a big deal, but it is a larger than it probably needs to be. But it, they did it because um, it, it's actually it is nice. I will say that having these the for the iconography and the background photos or photos, <laughs> the background uh, images, uh, the direct photos that look uh, very real from these ancient times, um, <laughs> the background images, the painting, the hand painted images are really nice. They do look very beautiful and it does create really a dynamic sort of feel of being in different markets and tra- changing and exchanging. And there are different countries represented here too, which is kind of cool as well. So that is really nice. And I do like that. And I like the size of them, but for taking out, it does add a little bit more space needed to, get this game um laid out and played because your hand of cards is also oversized card size cards (laughs) so it is uh and it is going to be a little bit bigger in your hand and um in front of you you're you're okay i'll just tell you what you have in front of you too okay so you have your hand of cards that is going to be growing and then you'll have a discard pile or a played card pile that's going to be face up in front of you and then you'll also have your storage room or warehouse or i'm not sure i can't remember what they call it probably something more beautifully worded caravan is it a caravan is it a caravan that would make sense i I always assumed it was a caravan i can't back that up with anything (laughs) that would that would be on theme so let's just say it is yes it is a caravan card haha Oh, okay. All right. Perfect. It reminds me of the warehouse from Concordia. That's what I always think about it is. It's almost the same ah, layout. Yeah, yeah. And uh, anyway, so uh, a caravan card. And all the caravan card is is a certain number of spaces for spice cubes to reside. And they're only going to be one cube high and only one cube in that space total. So they're just going to be sort of a grid, a growing grid of spices. And that's really cool. Once again, the colors chosen here are really nice to look at. But that's just another card that's going to be laying out on the table with spice cubes on top of that. And it is the same size as the rest of the cards, an oversized in length card. So um, there's not much that's in front of you, honestly. And outside of the middle bore or area, uh, you can manipulate your stuff quite easily around you as long as it's obviously accessible and you're not going to knock over your dice, your cubes uh, too easily. So. It does, I think, blend itself pretty well to taking out, but also it doesn't because it needs that that middle area to be pretty much as it is. There's one sort of setup that works best, and that's that's sort of, if you ever looked at a picture of it, you can see. That's two rows and then the spice trays at the end. So, uh, But I think it's definitely feasible and t- easy to take out just with when you're cognizant of enough space. It's not going to be as easy as like Star Realms or another type of game in cards um, that, as it could be, but... So anyway, yeah. have you had any horror stories about taking this out or any frustrations on taking this out? Or have you taken this out? I I have not taken I This is one of the few games that we have done that I don't actually own or didn't go out and purchase. I have mm. found ways to either play it at conventions or rent it from different game stores or play it on uh, Tabletop Simulator. So I've never actually owned this at any point in time. So it's harder for me to take it out. Every time I've played it, it's been at the location that I either got it from or at home. So yeah. I, I couldn't I couldn't say how it plays when you're like eating food or something like that. Although uh, I have done my research in the other p- games that uh, you can add on to this or play individually. Of mm-hmm. the three, this is probably the one that would be the easiest to take out. All the other ones have a yeah. lot more. They actually have boards that go with it that are going to take up a lot of space. So of the three, this is probably the one that is going to be best for taking out. 
Yeah, I totally agree with that. They're much more complicated setups. Um, so anyway, I, I I think it's fine. It's a, it's good. It's a it's a B solid B for taking out B plus even for taking out uh, a just, solid plan B maybe solid <laughs> plan B. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, um, the game is. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah. So anyways. Uh, uh, definitely works just fine for taking out so the table talk and vibe i think it it's pretty good but once again here there's a little bit of a caveat of as you get deeper in your engine you're just kind of going to be focused on on your turn exactly how to most efficiently play that turn and what you're actually going to be doing is you're going to be looking at the victory points cards you're going to be looking at how much they cost you're going to be looking at whatever spices everyone else has on their board trying to figure out okay i have a sense of what you're going for how many turns will it take me to get the card that i want and then you're going to be backwards doing the kind of like backwards calculating from the cost how fast it could take you to get there and then most efficiently uh, with your hand of cards and then sweating it as you play them in order and hope that you can get there fast enough for sore if someone else grabs it from you. <laughs> so there's a weird sort of like hypertension in this game, or maybe it's just how I feel when yeah. I play it, but it definitely feels oh, like I feel this the same way. Like, yeah. It's just like, huh, huh, I know you want that too. Can I get it before you? I think I can. I think I can. I can't remember what you have in your hand though. So, ah, <laughs> so, um, so anyway, there there is table talk here, but there is also a lot of like in your head calculations of how to get to where you want to go and the worry that you're going to miss it or uh, by one turn because that's usually what happens. You are one turn away from grabbing it when someone else grabs it, and they they were just slightly more efficient than you um, for whatever reason. So uh, it's pretty good, but definitely that that a little bit of uh, analysis uh, in your headness in this game, but by no means does it yeah. take it away uh, completely. Um, let's see what else. Um, what else could we say about taking out? I, I think we've pretty much covered it. I mean, the the nice thing is, is the game does come with its own little bowls, which is really cool. Actually, I wish more games did this. So kudos to them for not just uh, paying for the metal coins, but also four little bowls for the spice cubes to come with the game uh, to add to the presentation, which is good on them. That's really awesome that they actually sprung for that. <laughs> um, all right. Would your mom play this game? I definitely think not. I think she would maybe like the look of it, but this would not be her game. This is a straight up engine builder with a lot of a lot of if this then that stuff that you have to figure out for yourself in your own engine construction. And I don't think your mom would have anything to do with this game. Yeah. No. It's it's too much planning. Too many. It, again, she definitely would enjoy looking at the game, and she'd probably enjoy watching people play it, but she it's just too much too much doing, as you said, just, just before. There's a lot of, I need to do the math every step of the way, and I need to backtrack everybody else's, and and if that's not going to work, then what's the other plan, the plan B I can make, just in case that plan doesn't work? Uh, and so, it, yeah, she would, she would definitely dislike this game, so this is de- a definite no. Yeah. All right. That, it's, that's fair enough. That's, uh, that comes as no surprise. No surprise at all. <laughs> all right. Um, let's see. What else can we talk? Uh, we kind of went over a lot of this as sort of like who this game might be for, who it's not for. I think if you like engine builders, this is probably something that you might get a kick out of, but you've probably experienced uh, more advanced ones than this. This is sort of like an intro style engine building type of game. If you're really into uh, spice themes, <laughs> then this is probably a game for you. The art is beautiful on this game and it has a great presentation. Um, but if you uh, ha- kind of feel the way about some of these games 
the like that that Alex was referencing earlier, then yeah, you probably have the same feeling. Try this game out with a friend. Hold off on purchasing it. See if you really like it before you would pull the trigger on something like this. Because there are a few little little minor cons that can get in the way of, of certain type of gamers really uh, really loving this game or, or feeling like they want to get to the table a lot. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I would say if the other thing is if, you, if you've played the other games and it's po- totally possible that you've skipped over this one and played the future two games, it may be a good reason to purchase this game to add it to those because, I, again, I've never played any of the additional ones, but um, having, having a different way to play games that you have, treating the original game as sort of an expansion, uh, would be a definite... I, I would be very eager to do that because uh honestly of the of the other two games that are in there they look way more interesting to me than this one so if right if right. i had gotten one of the future games uh at some point in time which I'm, i may they they definitely look interesting uh i i would definitely consider getting this to have a different play style for one of those games so sure yeah i, d- I don't absolutely hate this game but i can i can see its value but as you mentioned earlier, it does seem like it was something where they were trying to build it into something else. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, 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 you could say there's a sense of like they were thinking to the future when they did this game. It sort of like got the game. Got the process started by releasing this one first as a taste. And then they're like, the meat is <laughs> this is the appetizer and the right. real meal comes right. later. <laughs> you know, very much that feeling. So um, but, you know, I have heard two people like liking having all three and enjoying all three. That is a financial commitment to make to buy all three. But, you know, if anything made you sound like, oh, that sounds interesting to me to try this out. Definitely check it out. See, like you, Alex was doing rent it from somewhere. Try it on a simulator or a virtual um, gaming platform or borrow it from a friend. I think it's definitely worth trying. It is not a bad game and by any means, but um, uh, but definitely don't jump in and make that commitment before for doing that. So, yeah. All right, Century Spice Road. We did it. We did it for you. And uh, quick, all right, name, I, name all I four can... spices. Quick, Alex, what are the four <laughs> spices? Uh, uh, turmeric, <laughs> uh, cardamom, cinnamon, and the red one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> saffron! <laughs> saffron, yeah. <laughs> Well played. Good job. All right. Good job. I'm I'm going to quickly cover the other two games because we, right, yeah. we keep talk treating them like the, the redheaded stepchild that they definitely are not. <laughs> we don't talk about uh, those. <laughs> uh, the one that came out after this was called Century Eastern Wonders. Uh, it's All these games have a very similar thing of trading spices. Uh, I think they use different names, but they still use the same color of cubes. Uh, the, the difference in Eastern Wonders is that instead of playing with cards, uh, you basically have different locations on a uh, modular board, essentially, that's built together, and you move your ship around, and you can move one space, and when you move it, you land on a thing that allows you to trade car- trade spices, or you can, instead of doing that, just take two turmeric. So it's very similar to that. Every time you go to a new place, you'll put down a, I think it's called a trading post, uh, and as you put out more trading posts, you get little bonus actions that you can do, so maybe you could take something that allows you to move two spaces, or you can have more room to fit spices in your caravan or boat. I'm not really sure if they change the name of it for the future <laughs> ones. So, and yeah, and it, you're it's it's a, a mishmash of going, do I want more bonuses, or do I want to do this little engine I've got going where I go kind of between three spaces? Because if you go to the same space over and over again, you're not going to be able to pl- 
lay down more trade routes. You only lay down trade routes if you go to a place you've never been before. And also, it also has a few other mechanics of if you go to some place where someone else already is, you have to pay them spices and and things like that. So it 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 has a few more interesting things. I like the idea that it has those bonus things. When I saw the bonuses, I'm like, ooh, ooh, I I, I think I want to play this. So that that's. In a nutshell, what Eastern Wonders is. Uh, and then the one that came out just after that, which was not too long ago, it came out in 2019, uh, Century A New World. Uh, it's more of a, it still has boards that you play on, but this is a worker placement. Everyone has a certain amount of workers, uh, and you can go to different locations to do those actions. Uh, and like some other games, the if you're the first person there, depending on the location, you can just pay with one worker. If there's already a worker there, you have to pay two two workers to go there and then that person's worker goes back to the player uh, some locations require you to start at two workers uh, and then again someone else if they're going to go there again they'd have to play more than that to do that action uh, it, this also does have bonuses so that you can do different things um, you also have the rest action where you can be like oh, I'll just take all my workers back now so that I actually have something to do next turn again trying to score points get certain things and trying to be the first first to do that and I, I, I think it's interesting uh, that they tried with a... I didn't expect a worker placement. When I saw the previous two, I'm just like, okay, so now what are they going to do that's kind of like a board but kind of like a cards but different? No, they went. A com- they completely turned it around. And I, it seems interesting. Uh, personally, again, I haven't played any of these. I think I'd want to try the second one just because that seems more my style. I have plenty of other games that are worker placements, and so it didn't... It didn't pique my interest, but if you're looking for an interesting uh, worker placement with with maybe some add-ons, again, you can add any of these in combination. You could play all three of them together. You could play the second and the third, or the first and the third, uh, first and the third, and it basically just some things are taken out of the game so that other parts can be put in. So like you'll be playing if you do the first and the second, you'll play with cards and the locations, but you don't start with certain cards and and certain locations aren't on the board type of a thing, and the maps change. So it's it's I I would I could see myself wanting to have probably like the the first and the second that definitely seems interesting but again it's all about what you're looking for in your games personally i think i might just really like the second although i've heard tell that most people tend to like the second one the least but you know maybe i'm just different so uh, it's it's all about what you like uh have you looked into the other games at all just really the second i don't know much about a new world um i uh uh yeah I yeah, I can try to remember if I've ever played the second it was at game night a few times and I can't remember if I jumped into it or not I think I might just have seen it played but um, yeah I don't know because I, I kind of was on the same board blow uh, sort of sick of Century Spice Road by that time <laughs> and I wasn't I just wasn't re- uh, that interested in next stage um but it is interesting and I really do like the modular aspect of this game it is kind of a cool structure that they attempted to try with these three games so uh, yeah. although i haven't played it i am interested and i would definitely take a crack at it. it's not something i'm rushing out to go buy for sure but um i would i would play it in a heartbeat if someone brought it up or wanted to play it yeah yeah i when i when i when i played the first one i was kind of like meh and I'm, and it kind of tainted me when I the other ones came out I'm like whatever the other ones are but then I yeah. really looked into that and I'm like you know what that does that does look interesting I would really like to try that so if if you were looking at Century Spice Road and you've played it a few times 
definitely don't do the same thing I did. Don't go like, well, if I didn't like that one, I'm probably not going to. No, you might actually like the other one. So definitely take a look at it. I I really want to try the second one at the very least to just see if I like it uh, more than the others. And I feel like I would. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I think we've covered everything now. Nice. We did it. Century Spice Road and its siblings. We have covered you, at least briefly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, and that, like I said, very interesting structure, worth worth a check out if nothing else. I definitely think this is a worth a try for most people just to check it out, see if you like it, see if this is a game for you or not. Uh, it does get, I mean, review-wise, it's widely, it was sort of a, a critical darling uh, when it came out, and um, it so it's it, it's interesting to see people's thoughts of it now, several years, a couple years later, a few years later now, I should say. Um, be but review wise people really liked it so there's definitely people out there who really do like this game maybe it's just not the perfect game for us so don't take our recommendations with a grain of salt but that is century spice road by plan b games you guys um thank you for joining us and uh you can always reach out to us let you know let us know your thoughts by going to a couple different places instagram and twitter at chits and chat you can also go to our podcast hosting page eavesdrop.com and go down to the chits and chat page and fill out our comment form there and uh we will love we would love to hear from you and uh, hear what you guys are playing these days when you can not get out to bars or restaurants to play what you were playing at home and uh, maybe virtually also at home. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I uh, do not have a catchphrase right now. I have been at a, uh, just a very distracting week this week. Um, trying to corral a six-year-old into homeschooling has been an interesting experience. So uh, I am going to skip this week and hopefully come with something stronger next week. Uh, everything I did come up with something or a couple things and they're all just garbage. <laughs> So, I, wait, I wait! Could, you did come up with things. I I came up with like like I don't even know if they qualify as like catchphrases. Um, I think they're more just like scratching, uh, chicken go scratching. Just of a go with man. it. Just give me one of them. Because honestly, there have been times where you're like, "This is this is this is gold," and then I'm like, "What were you thinking?" I think the reverse it might be gold. true. Let's try this. Uh, I feel like all of my catchphrases have been solid. <laughs> uh all right let's see uh let's see if i can oh crap no i might have oh no i might have uh accidentally put them in somewhere i can't find them all right let me uh see if i can quickly <laughs> quickly find them and <laughs> edit all this edit part this out, out. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, i i i don't need to give you more of my caveat before i say any of these all right uh don't, does your, don't even <laughs> Does your brain need a scratch? Play a game. <laughs> yep. See, I told you. I, I, I feel, I feel like, like I set like these up. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if if you have to include like a colon in the in the phrase, that's not a good phrase. And you've had a number of those where there's like games, <laughs> oh, most of my colon. They make introverts extrovert. Like if there's a colon in it, just throw it. I out. like that. Yeah, I like I that. That was a good one. <laughs> No. I, you went from this is trash to I think it's a good one now. <laughs> oh no, the introverts to extroverts. I like that one. Uh, I, oh, that I one. full-heartedly okay. disagree with that premise. Um, colons <laughs> have no bearing on the quality of a catchphrase and probably improve it. That I stand by that. All right. Well, you guys can let me know what your thoughts are on that and any other game or, of course, catchphrase. And we'd love to hear from you guys. Um, and uh, until next time, thanks for listening.
Bye.